welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back as we continue in this series that we began several days ago, actually about a week ago, on shifting brain chemistry, facts about how you can alter your brain chemistry by what you eat, what kind of supplements you might take, or if you take supplements, what climate you live in, how you treat yourself on a day-to-day, how you manage stress, and a multiple of other factors. Honestly, this series could probably go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. But we are going to continue where we left off and see how far we get with this. And uh, if you're just now joining us, I would encourage you to go back and listen from the very beginnings. We've given you a lot of information and escaping the mundane, feeding your brain, whole body reset, fighting the blues, uh, climate, nutrition, giving you the ups and downs of why we get into funks and how we get out of them. So yesterday we were talking a great deal about endorphins. And if you remember, endorphins are 300 times more powerful than morphine, which is pretty significant if you think about it. Morphine's a pretty powerful drug. But that's why you can get a runner's high if you've ever gotten one or you know someone who has that does a lot of running. Because when you exercise or exert yourself, you actually, your pituitary gland floods your body with endorphins. And that can release a number of things, including increased energy, better immune system, uh, better clarity, uh, you know, you get rid of that brain fog, brain fatigue, you can feel more alive. Um, yeah, and on and on the list goes, really. It's, it's an incredibly, incredibly healthy thing to do for yourself. In fact, I've mentioned before that the, one of the major players in my reason for exercising is not for what it does from the neck down, but rather from the neck up. And this is a huge factor. In fact, I just did a training yesterday with some leaders, and one of the leaders and I got in a conversation in front of the group about how you can become so exhilarated by exercise and how it makes you function that if you go one day without it, you can notice a massive difference in your ability to be productive and to think clearly. So when your endorphin levels are low, you might feel more anxious, depressed, stressed out, and unable to enjoy life or experience joy. That's how critical exercise is, which is the main reason for endorphins. But what I want to cover with you right now is foods that can increase endorphins. So certain foods either contain endorphins or encourage their release in the body. Lucky for us, many of them happen to be delicious. (laughs) So the first one is one of my favorites, and I've mentioned it already in terms of how it can increase serotonin. And that is dark chocolate. Now, I'm going to mention this again. Be careful. (laughs) Caution. Read the labels because some of the products that call themselves dark chocolate are not dark chocolate. They just say they are. Uh, Just because they're a dark colored thing that has a lot of corn syrup solids and, you know, artificial flavorings in them. So, Do make sure that you're buying absolute chocolate when you buy chocolate. Otherwise, it's not going to prevail in the way that you want it to be. But chocolate is one of the all-time comfort foods and can invoke a feeling similar to falling in love. That's why a lot of people love chocolate. 
There are several compounds that perform this magic. One of them is phenylethylamine. <laughs> Hopefully I said that right. Works by raising endorphin levels. Research carried out on the benefits of chocolate found that chocolate beat kissing hands down when it comes to providing a long-lasting body and brain buzz. I know probably people, there are some people that would probably uh, argue that point with me, but either way. Another one is spicy foods. Hot peppers are hot due to the compound capsaicin. When you eat hot peppers, your brain perceives the heat they cause as pain. That's an interesting fact, isn't it? This causes endorphins to rush in to put out the fire. <laughs> this endorphin stimulating quality makes capsaicin a useful treatment for the pain of arthritis, neuropathy, and severe itching. I bet you didn't know that. Hot pepper enthusiasts find the post-pepper euphoria worth the pain they endure. <laughs> I'll never understand that one. I'm not really big into hot peppers, but hey, if you like them, go for it. Obviously, it's something that can help you to increase your endorphins. All right, now here's one that maybe uh, might be a friend to you or maybe not. Alcohol. Alcohol consumption causes a release of endorphins in areas of the brain linked to feelings of pleasure. Now, now I'm not by any means in encouraging you to be an alcoholic. Please don't hear me that way. <laughs> I'm not encouraging you to go to your significant other or whoever it is that's around you that thinks you shouldn't drink and tell them that this is a healthy thing. That's not my point. In fact, I'll go back to what I've said many times in this series. Consult your doctor before you do any of this because I am not your doctor. So anyway, we'll finish uh, this particular segment of this. The key in boosting endorphins with alcohol is to drink moderately since heavy drinkers and drinking negates the positive effect. So there you go. All right. So while chocolate spicy foods directly cause a flood of endorphins, there's evidence that eating any food you enjoy actually does stimulate the release of endorphins. And we already know serotonin, oxytocin are factors as well. So people who are low in either endorphins or mood-hancing and brain chemicals, serotonin, often crave foods that are high in carbohydrates or fats, both of which can increase endorphin output. So where do we find the balance here? I mean, we're hearing good and bad about both, but you know, the, the, really that is the key word here is balance. And my grandmother always said everything in moderation. And I really understand that now probably more than ever, especially when I was a little kid, I just wanted to scarf down candy and eat powdered Kool-Aid. But <laughs> um, when we find moderation in things, I think we find the, the, uh, the happy place. And again, it really depends on your body chemistry personally, possibly some of the drugs that you're currently prescribed to, and some of the other uh, issues that may be in your health regimen. Well, this is Michelle Stuffes. Glad to have you back and encouraging you to come back again tomorrow as we continue on this series of Shifting Brain Chemistry. Thank you for joining me.